Welcome to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, where our goal is to connect listeners to the great outdoors with hosts Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. I'm host Ben Brandell, owner of Meant to Be Outdoors, instructor of outdoor skills, and passionate about personal growth. I'm host Brian Hoffmeyer, wildlife biologist and avid outdoorsman. Welcome back to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast. I'm your host, Brian. This is my co-host, Ben. And welcome into our very first video episode of the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast. We are jumping into the video world this year, so each new episode will be uploaded to YouTube. We have always, or we've uploaded several episodes to YouTube, but there's been no video with them. It's just audio. Now you'll get to see our ugly mugs, why people have been asking for it. I have no idea, but we're here to deliver. So here is our new video set. Let's do it. Um, if you're listening and not watching, check out YouTube sometime. You can you can see where we record the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast. Uh, isn't anything special, but it's important to us, and we're we're thankful that God's given us the opportunity to have what we have and to uh, produce a video podcast. Yeah, that's just a different side. I mean, I still feel like this is the same. We get to engage each other, but knowing that uh, you can see everything that I do is a little crazy. <laughs> For those listening, he just picked his nose and it was gross. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about, on this specific episode, about EDC or everyday carry. We're going to get into what that really means. And if you are listening thinking, well, I don't even have everyday carry, uh, going on to the next episode, let me just tell you, everybody has everyday carry. And we will get into that a little deeper. But first, let's give thanks. My thanks comes from a pain in my back, <laughs> literally. Hurt my back, I don't know, it's been several months ago. Um, actually, when we recorded the podcast for Poland, it was the first time that I really mm. did hurt my back, and I've never truly healed from that. And uh, over the weekend, played some basketball with a bunch of friends. Gosh, I think that was over a year ago. We yeah, struggling with this on yeah. and off for over a year, yeah. Yeah, and uh, played some basketball and hurt it again. And so I am thankful for Dr. Witt. He's a chiropractor here locally, and as soon as I could get in, I, I got in to see him. And, I mean, he went to town. Um, I feel like I'm probably more sore today because of what he did to me. <laughs> but I think I'm back on track. So well, thankful you, for him. You got to the office a little late yesterday, mm-hmm. and as you came walking up, uh, you were not standing up straight. I still can't. And I said, wow, <laughs> looks like he might have hurt you worse than he helped you. And you said, Oh, it helped, but yes, it definitely hurt. <laughs> but chiropractic is amazing. That's yeah. kind of it's it's kind of one of those fields that people are either all in or all out on it. Like some people are like, "Don't I would never do that," or "I can't even imagine letting somebody do that to me." I've been going to a chiropractor, actually, Doctor Witt. I've been going to to yeah. these that same chiropractor since I was a teenager in high school, and he has helped me through car accidents and all kinds of physical ailments. Um, and I, and I go occasionally now just as kind of a maintenance thing. And it really does, it really does help me. I can tell when I need to go and I can tell that I feel better after I do go. So I believe in it. Um, hopefully you continue to see him and find the relief that you're needing. Cause I can tell you're in pain. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I feel a whole lot better than I did. So thank you, Dr. Witt. And thank you for the chiropractors out there that are doing it right. Right. Well, I am thankful today and this week for the truth, and I try to instill this uh, in my children, that things are just things, that people matter. And the reason that's pertinent on my mind right now is that we are having, outside is blowing like 40 miles an hour and snowing sideways, and it's damaging, it's breaking stuff. Mm -hmm. Broke my kid's basketball goal, blew it over, ruined the top, the roof on their swing set. It is damaging things. But no one's upset about that because we have the understanding that we are safe and we are warm what a blessing that is, and that all of that stuff, one, is not needed, two, it it can be repaired, and it is just stuff, Um, and so we have our health, and we have the people that we love, and and that is what is important, so I try to instill that truth that the Bible teaches us, that stuff is just stuff, and souls are what matter. Yeah, Brian, the spiritual world is truth, and it is really hard to get our physical just life around that concept of the spiritual world and, and what a soul is and, and how that's even more important than what I'm feeling right now. So that's a tough one, but it is it is the most important thing. But in the physical world, we can protect ourselves, take care of ourselves, plan ahead. And one of the ways to do that is with our everyday carry. Yeah. So 
what exactly, I mean, it, it seems silly to ask, Ben, define everyday carry or EDC because it's kind of in the name, but how would you actually go into defining EDC? Yeah, so if you wanted to Google this after this podcast, as soon as you type in EDC, it's it's really the first thing that starts popping up are all these images of, of EDC, which mm-hmm. is everyday carry. But I, I want to separate them out, and we're probably going to do that a little differently than what you might find online. And, and that's because you look at it like you're out in a, an environment where maybe it's hostile um, or maybe you're just camping, but you're out away from your normal um, things that you have in your home. And so the really the number one EDC is, is your brain, like the knowledge you have, the awareness that you have, the adaptability. And that's why I really like primitive skills and learning how to use what's around me because if somebody had a gun to me and said, give me all your stuff, well, if I gave him all my stuff, then what would I be able right. to do? And I'd have to turn to what's around me. You know, today I think what we're going to dig into more, though, is that second line, which is that everyday carry. Like, we have who we are right now, and if we jumped up from this table and ran outside, what would we have on us that we could use Um not just for like survival, but for everyday life, just the things that we encounter, um, if not every day, at least a couple of times a week. And that's what I want us to dig into is, was what is, what are those things? I do love that you bring up knowledge and skills though, because that's something you can always be adding to and you don't need a pocket for all that stuff. A lot of the things we're going to talk about, if you don't have a place to put it on your person, then you aren't carrying it with you. That's right. Or maybe you put it on your person and it really is super uncomfortable or is super bulky and looks weird, then some people may be prone not to carry it just because of the way that it that it looks. Or like, what is that? What is in that person's pocket, you know? But if you are always adding to your knowledge and your skills, then you may be able to actually reduce what you do have to carry. Well, absolutely. You know, many people believe that God's Word is enough. And if they picked Scripture, and if they truly just embedded all mm. Scripture in their mind— the God's word is is more important than food, it as says it says. To so. put on the armor of God every day, and the way to do that is is to read His word. His yeah. armor is His word. So yeah. that's a good point you bring up too. So so Ben, how would you tell someone that doesn't carry kind of the cliche things, the things that are marketed? You you said when we go online and Google EDC, we're going to start getting all these things popping up, and it is things like like pistols and holsters and knives and and flashlights, kind of almost your tactical category, and yeah. it has been used as a marketing term for that. But someone that doesn't carry all of those things, we said everybody has EDC. So what is someone that doesn't carry those stereotypical EDC things? What's on their person that you're calling everyday carry? Well, I'm just going to be very simple in this. It is your clothing and it is your shoes. It's what's on your feet. I mean, that's that's the most simplest form. We get up, we get dressed. That is our first line of shelter and we leave the house. And hopefully you're not leaving the house with no shoes. Correct. But if, if you leave with flip-flops, you know. Then maybe it's not the best option of everyday carry of everyday for your carry. feet that you could have chosen. Correct. Right? I mean, some people carry backpacks. Some people carry purses. Some people carry fanny packs. That is kind of that next stage of everyday carry. But what is literally you're putting on you and in your pockets is really what we're digging into. Because <laughs> So we own a handyman business yes. as well, right? Yeah. And there's a guy who works for us. <laughs> and he always uh, he oh. always wears flip-flops. <laughs> we're like, yeah, would you put some closed-toed shoes on? He's getting better. He's wearing he's, some he's boots. He's wearing some boots He is getting now. better. It's cold outside, so he's... Yeah. But a perfect example of not the right choice of everyday carry for your feet. Right. And and why I'm saying your clothing is because you can begin to, and this I was actually going to talk about this later in, but I want to, let's just do it right now. Yeah. Um, you can purchase different items to better switch your clothing. I didn't say that how I wanted to, but um, for instance, I have string right now in this clothing I'm yeah. wearing. So I wouldn't need to carry paracord with me. You probably have more than one since you have on like 75 shirts. Over Correct. There. <laughs> Correct. But there are people in the air, everyday carry mindset that will switch these out for paracord. So your sweatpants you're wearing, mm-hmm. if you have drawstring in them, they're switching them out for paracord. Um, you can even buy different attachments. You can, you can switch out zippers. Um, you can add attachments to your zippers and to different areas on your clothing. Um, you could even switch out your shoelaces with paracord because some people will buy like ferro rods, ferro rods that have 
um, holes through them where they can place them into the paracord, into the shoelace. They become um, maybe the actual zipper pull. There are knives, itty-bitty knives that you can put onto your your clothing. Um, belts. There's a lot of things that people are wearing now that really fall into this everyday carry category. And a lot of people may not stop and think, you know, if, if I had or needed paracord, where would I get it at? Well, it'd be your shoelaces, your drawstrings, and your sweatshirt or your sweats mm-hmm. or, or whatever coat you may be wearing. So um, there's just there's a lot more out there than and, there's ever been. And I think the reason you're bringing up paracord or, or cordage in general is that it is a hard thing in a natural environment to replicate. Yes, you can take natural fibers and make cordage, but one, it's a skill you have to have. Two, it's a pretty tricky skill. Um, so it is kind of one of those least limiting factors in a survival or any kind of evade situation. What kind of cordage do I have? And there's so much that you can do with cordage from starting a fire to defending yourself. I mean, there's so much to do from putting up your shelter. Right. So being aware of what cordage you do have on you and what you're taking with you each day, a great place to start. Yeah. I mean, some people may say, well, why paracord? It already has, you already have shoestrings. You already have the drawstring. Mm-hmm. Paracord has seven strands inside the sheath. And so the sheath is going to be the the part that you see on the outside, and there's seven strands inside of that. And it can be used all the way from fishing line to traps to adding them all together to make longer longer rope or, or yeah, line, whatever nets. you're wanting to People use. weave nets out of them. Yeah, there's yeah. just so many things you can do with that. And so you can't if you're not carrying that with you. And what is one way of doing that? It is to put it in your clothing. Yep. Yep. Now, you so you've mentioned, you know, knowledge and skills and, and now clothing, including shoes and what cordage we have. Are there other kinds of EDC? Yeah. Well, this is one I'm going to move into, you know, whether we're in sunglasses or hats. Sometimes it's just for fashion. People right. are wearing these items. Yep. However, you and I, I mean, almost everywhere we go, we either have our hat on right. um, or a pair of sunglasses. Well, that, that's because you we're know. bald, though. Well, and, I... And we spend time outdoors. Because I'm bald, I also carry a stocking cap yeah. for these cool days. I used to not, um, but I've realized that with a bald head, you you get cold. Yeah. Um, but sunglasses, that's another thing that I'm always, I always put it on my hat, um, have it up on top. You know, for me, sunglasses, until I got out of college and truly was working in the outdoor industry, working outdoors really every day, I never wore sunglasses. I didn't feel like I needed to, but when I was working outside every single day, mm-hmm. it became really PPE, like a ne- necessary for safety. You're covering your eyes, right. whether you're running a chainsaw, but protecting from the sun, the wind, the elements. And the eyes are one of the most incredible things God ever created. Uh, the, the most brightest scientists and computers in the world cannot replicate an eyeball. They've tried and tried and tried, and they can't. You need to protect it. I mean, yeah. you want to keep your sight. And so from from that time, oh, oh gosh, however many years ago that was, 15 years ago. I you know worked. how this is how precious an eyeball is. You know, a lot of people, Ray Comfort uses this example a lot, and I love it. But a lot of people are like, you know, this life, it doesn't really matter. It's just not that important. Mm-hmm. And so he asked a simple question, well, would you sell me your eyeball for $1,000? Right. And majority of people are like, hey, well, no. no. He goes, okay, all right, for, for $2 million. Would you would you sell both of your eyeballs to me for two million? I mean, think about that. Like you're you're it's when you really stop and think it's, about it's how easy precious. for me to say no to that. I would easily say no. I, but it does paint an amazing picture of how precious your sight is. That's because life is precious, right. and, and I think that's also why I'm passionate about everyday carry is because not only for protection um, against people, but also from the elements, and, right. and that is in your clothing and and from your eye protection to the hat. I yep. mean. You and I, we wear long sleeve shirts a lot of times, even through the summer, because um, I do not care for sunscreen. It's, right. it's I absolutely hate applying that sunscreen, and if I wear just a loose long sleeve shirt, uh, that works even better for me. Yeah. You know, which is an everyday carry. That's something I have with me. With the sunglasses, whether you're wearing them for fashion or for some kind of practical purpose, uh, if you're going to spend time outdoors, I definitely recommend getting polarized. It's actually better for your eyes, and if you're going to be around water at all. It is a huge, huge difference. You can see so much further into that water because it cuts that that sun's glare off of it. Um, but having a quality pair of glasses around, whether for fashion, just keeping in your vehicle, 
uh, can be used for so many things. If you, if you have the right lens, you can actually even start a fire with it in the right situation. You're you're right. Yeah. Um, you know, you could even take. <laughs> You can add other things to your sunglasses if you wanted to. Like, I, there are a lot of companies out there that are, are thinking strategically, like, how can we sell these little items? Mm-hmm. Um, they look like little trinkets, but they can help you in your everyday carry. What else? What else are you carrying so those days? from there, you know, I'm going to look at my wrists. Like, are you putting on jewelry bracelets? For me, I'm, I'm always wearing my watch. Um, I love my Apple Watch. Um, but I also have uh, another, it's the X10, the Sunto X10. And so when I go out in the wilderness for long, long periods of time, and I'm not relying on, you know, my cell phone and, and in yep. the day and age of cell phone, I'm going to go to that, that more tactical watch that I love. But I usually always have a watch. And then I, majority of the time, wear a paracord bracelet that I made. I made this. Um, and the reason that I carry it most of the time is because it does have a ferro rod in here. And that makes me feel more comfortable because I can start a fire with this ferro rod. So if I'm not wearing it, then that means that I'm strapping it to something else where I'm leaving it in my vehicle. I'm putting, clipping it to my backpack, something like that. Um, you know, on a day like today that we're in here recording this podcast, I don't need it. I don't need it on, but it will always be in my truck or in my bag that let's say for instance, Brian was like, you know what, Ben, we need to roll. We got to get out of here. And, and I left, I'm going to grab my backpack and that's going to have everything else in there or perhaps my EDC that I don't need with me right now. And so there are steps, there are thought processes to this, but you know, think about what am I putting on my, my person first thing in the morning, what's going on me? And then before I leave my house, is there anything I add to my pockets right. um, to me? Right. So I kind of go through a checklist every time, which I wear jeans almost every day year round. Right. Like, Right. I, I don't like shorts yeah. and I can't find, I can't find synthetic pants that fit me that they're either too short or, or too wide. So jeans is kind of my go-to. I wear jeans almost exclusively. So I kind of check each thing has its spot and I'm going through that. But even while we were getting ready for this podcast, I needed my knife twice and I didn't have it because I took it out and I set it on the table to get ready for this podcast. So for me, when I'm thinking about everyday carry, the very first thing I started with that I was actually adding to it wasn't just my clothes, something that I was adding years and years ago. The first thing I started adding was a pocket knife. Um, and then when I got into working in the outdoor industry and farming all the time, but I, I bet you there are very few days. I don't keep track because once you start carrying this stuff and making a habit, one, it becomes more comfortable. You know it's there. Yeah. You get this peace of mind of knowing it's there if you need it. Everyone around you will start to ask to use it. Oh, if you yeah. start carrying a knife, a knife, Brian's got a knife. Oh yeah, <laughs> you better be ready. Oh, I guarantee he has one. Yeah. Sometimes just based on the way you look. Oh, look at him. He's got a knife. He's wearing camo, and <laughs> you know, maybe sometimes stereotypes fit. But I, I do not go anywhere without a knife. When I put dress clothes on for a funeral or a wedding, I have a knife on me. The only time I don't is when I fly in an airplane and there is one in my check bag, and it's usually a cheaper one. I don't carry. I don't carry my favorite one, but what I carry every day and I have, uh, my wife actually bought this for me in Germany. You can get them here in America, but it's a Benchmade. It's a Benchmade Griptilian. Um, what I love this knife is that it has a serrated blade. Now you can get serrated blades on any level, uh, any cost of knife, but anytime you need to cut something like cordage, mm-hmm. talking about your strings or mm-hmm. something like that, anytime you need to cut through cardboard if you have a good edge good steel you're going to ruin it you're going to really dull your knife when you cut through that but having a serrated almost like a steak knife uh half of your blade is very very useful you'll actually probably find yourself more times than not for the uses that you're using your pocket knife for using that part of your knife yeah i, I mean i also carry a bench made it's the 4400 Cash, cash ball, I believe it's cash ball, cash Rock ball. Cash yeah, ball. that song always messes me up when I go to say that. But it also has the it's going serrated. back in my pocket right now. Now yeah, that I'm done say, talking I, about I it, I kind of want to put mine in home. there too. Yeah, but see, the access lock on this thing is why I love it so much. Um, when you once you press it down, it's going to come yeah. open. So yep. be careful in what you purchase because uh, some of those assisted openings they they can get you if you're not really paying attention especially when you put it back in your pocket but i think so many people think though that the cliche of carrying a knife is that it's for self defense oh. i've i've carried my knife for 20 years and right. i've never once used it for self defense never once 
No. And I use it almost every day, but right. f- from opening boxes to, I mean, you, you really do. You use it all the time. All the time. I mean, little but things. Uh, not for self-defense. Uh, if you had to. If I had to, I would, but I've not had to. Correct. Um, and because of other things we're going to talk about of everyday carry, it's my secondary thing I'd mm-hmm. use anyway, right? Right. I also want to add in, um, they are making hats now that have pockets in them up up here in the top, uh, in the dome of the hat. I've seen some that have a little pocket right here on the side, right off the bill where people are putting in like a, a wrench or a knife or oh. something right here beside their bill of their yeah. hat too. No, that's awesome. This yeah. is kind of that more concealed, uh, what can I put in there to conceal? Mm. Um, but, you know. Anything that you start adding to you and your clothing is really where this everyday carry comes from because we're not talking about fanny packs, purses, or backpacks. That is another, that's like stage three of your everyday carry. Um, So it really is what can fit in your pockets. And so just like Brian said, I'm always going to have a knife. Um, I've always carried a knife. I couldn't in high school, but as soon as I graduate, matter of fact, when I get out of high school and I got to my truck, I'd usually slide my pocket knife Mm -hmm. in. Um, it became habit. But the second thing that I'm always going to have on me or or at least try to every single time is, for me personally, is chapstick. Uh, chapstick is one, especially this time of year, you know, we're, we are in January and my lips get destroyed. But in summer as well, we'll be out fishing and sunburn, you name it, the wind, just days that are windy. Um, it, I don't care. What do you got? What, what kind do you got over Yeah, there? what's funny is I think I'm looking, I think oh, we have the gosh. exact same. Rocking the classic. Now, the only reason I have this one right now is because uh, it was the cheapest whenever I bought it the other day. But I also always, always, always have chapstick. I did not used to when I was younger, and I cared a lot more about what people thought. I thought it was uh, associated with women only to to wear and use chapstick. And so I wouldn't do it. But again... Being in the outdoors, you start having literally busted wide open. Your lip just splits yep. open and starts bleeding. Yeah. It is a necessity. I usually try to change it based on the time of year. During the summer, I usually carry chapstick that has SPS 15, SPF excuse me, 15 in it mm-hmm. because sunburn is actually, rather than drying out, is the worst in the summer for me. And in the winter, I'll usually. But most people talk about how they lose these. Before they finish them, I, I, I pride myself on finishing them. I finish these, so on occasion I wash them in the washing machine. <laughs> that's okay. Because I was gonna say, I've not necessarily lost one where I'm like, where did it go? But I have found there's a tip. This is a tip. Always put your chapstick bottom down. Yes. Because just the heat of your body, just being in your pocket, when you have it like this, it will melt and it will all run down that lid. And when you open it up. It isn't a runny mess. It's like all jammed into my lid. Yeah. And uh, I've had to replace many Re- because of that. Real quick, before we put the chapstick away, first, where do you carry yours? Where do I carry it? Yeah, where do you right, carry it? Right pocket. Right pocket. I'm right left pocket. pocket. I'm left pocket. Everything has to go in a spot every time. Otherwise, it just doesn't feel right. Yep. Left front pocket. Don't don't anybody come up to me and try to steal my chapstick <laughs> in my pocket. I even had to make a rule with my kids. Like, you don't take stuff out of my pocket. <laughs> That's true. Don't. You know, we also need to talk about this, though. Uh, it's multi-use. I was going to say, is there anything else yeah. besides just putting on your lips? Yeah, you and, and the reason I love having um, – This on brand's lips. really good. The non-scented is. Um, Vaseline makes awesome lip balm that wor- works really well. But also, I can add this to what's called Tinder, which is your first stage of fuel for starting a fire. And I can add this to – um, really any kind of tinder. Maybe maybe it's even the inner parts of my paracord or a cotton piece of clothing. No. If I add this to that. Cedar bark. Cedar bark, yeah. Um, it is what's called an extender. So it's not an accelerant, but it extends. And it allows me to make fires easier and for that beginning stage of the fire to burn longer so that I can add more and more to have a sustainable fire. Yeah, it's absolutely. Really Anything else you want to add on chapstick? No, that's a... But I you mean, should carry chapstick. It's, it's better than cat butter. So yeah, I hope, and that's, I hope, not, that's not one of those things like a pocket knife that you want to share with somebody. So well, if you don't you, carry here's your Here's another tip. If you if have you, a pocket knife. If you have a pocket knife. I knew you were going here. When I share it is I will take and I'll just cut off a little bit of the top. And if I let them, if I care for them enough, I'll let them put on their lips. Or I'll get a second little cut and then I can hand it to them, that little cut off of the tip of my knife or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, they he, can He's pointing at me because he's cut chapstick off his chapstick <laughs> for me before. I have, I have. He has. He That's has. Right. Well, let's move on to the next thing. Yeah. And now that this is another thing that I get asked all the time. 
because the way that I carry it, it has a clip on the outside and I carry it the opposite side of my knife. And so people will say, are you carrying two knives? Or right. is that a blank? Why would you carry that? And then I talk them in to start carrying one on their own. And they're like, oh my gosh, I use it so much. I can't believe I never carried it. And I never go a day without a flashlight. Yeah. Another thing that people are going to borrow from you all the time, or you will find yourself pulling it out and using it and going, holy cow, I can't believe I use a flashlight as much as I do. Do you carry a flashlight? I do. I used to not because I had a cell phone mm-hmm. that had a flashlight on it. Um, it's different. But is it, it is so different. Once I once I got into being an educator um, indoors, a lot of indoors, I found that I use my flashlight. Yeah. Going, Almost going more than closet. my knife. Like yeah. it was like I was using both constantly. Um, so I do carry. Yeah, I've tried some different ones. Um, you know, you have which one is yours? What do you? Streamlight. Uh, this is a Streamlight. Right. ProTac two AA, which just means that it's powered by two AA batteries. Right. Uh, yeah. Again, it has the little clip on it. It's programmable. Uh, basically, I have three settings on it, which is a strobe, which is kind of more your self-defense or maybe a safety, like, hey, I'm on the side of the road, here I am, and then your super bright LED and then your dimmer LED that is supposed to be uh, battery conservative. Yeah, do you happen to know how many lumens that is? Do you know? Off I top can't of your head? remember. Yeah. I this can't. one here, though, it's called the Kodiak. I carry it's it. It's old, so it's not. it is not as high as lumens as the new ones are now. Right, gotcha. But I've had this for over a decade. Well, I have the same Streamlight. I used to carry that same one. I've actually added that to my tool belt that I I do for the handyman. And so I went down to a more packable, what I'm calling a packable version, Um, but it is the Kodiak, got it at Walmart. Um, I think it runs uh, around 500 lumens when you click it all the way up, but you can force it into 1,000 lumens. Say that is definitely, I think mine's only like, Three three fifty, maybe even two fifty. So yep. that is definitely brighter than mine. But it does get Probably warm, doesn't last very long. and the battery doesn't last very long when you're when you're using it like that. So, but anyway, it doesn't matter what flashlight you have. Honestly, people have their own. That's one of those. When you say look up EDC online, that's going to be like one of those. You got to have this certain style. Yep, it's whatever you want to put in your pocket. Whatever's going to work for you when you need it. So another reason that I carry the flashlight that I carry is because I always will have two AA batteries on me at all times. Keep fresh batteries in your flashlight and you will always have two AA batteries. You can start fire with the gum wrapper bow tie, cut into a bow tie shape trick. Um, I've taken one out and put it into something else that I needed to just use for a second and then taken out and put them back in my flashlight. Then if you have a flashlight that takes AA batteries, then you always have batteries on your person. Now this one's rechargeable, um, you know, I charge my cell phone. I charge my, uh, they call it AirPods, though they are, yeah, AirPods. Charge those as well. But, headphones, uh, right? Headfo- yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think they're headphones because headphones are what we have on. I See, I think there's a difference. Earphones. Earphones. Okay. <laughs> there's something. But uh, when I'm charging that each night, I also charge my flashlight. It just yep. becomes a habit. So, yeah, I've been trying that. Well, what's next for you? Uh, next for me, this is where we may may alter a little bit. I always make sure that I do have, like I was just talking about these AirPods, some sort of headphones, something due to, um, honestly, you said you were, I think maybe joking earlier, but you're like hands-free. Yeah, I mean, it, it is the law in our state now that correct. you have to have hands-free phone when yeah. you're driving. And that would be the number one. I use it in the truck a lot, especially when we're working. Um, not only it makes it safe, but it's just so, so much more easier. Mm-hmm. But then also when I mow the lawn, um, I wear them. Uh, it has that noise canceling, so it's just worked awesome for listening to my music or at least hearing the phones ringing when listen I'm Listen to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast oh, while yeah. you mow to pass oh, the time. Oh, yeah. You got to listen to that. Yes. <laughs> we don't listen to ourselves. Um, it's tough to do. <laughs> Except for during editing, obviously. And then, um, you know, I would frown upon this. Like, don't ever take these out to the shooting range and say, this is my hearing protection. Yeah, it's, it's not, not what they're for. It's not smart. However, if you're in a bind... And this was all you had. This is better than not putting anything in. And you can you can turn on, um, like I said, you can turn on that yep. where it supposedly mutes what it hears coming in. Um, just be cautious in that if you're going out and using those for shooting. You got me on that one. I do not carry headphones. Yeah. Uh, in my truck, I do use the the Bluetooth uh, 
phone, you know, place through the speakers yeah. to, to talk hands-free. I try to obey that. It's a fairly new law. I think it just towards the end of last year did it go in, but especially when I have my kids, it's so much safer to drive that way and to, to stay hands-free. But I don't have headphones uh, here at the house when I'm mowing. I do, I do have noise-canceling ones that I, I mow with, but I don't carry them on me. The reason also, I've just used those for so many things. Um, it's crazy. My, with, in such the day a, that we live with technology. A such a millennial. Well, hey, I'll take that. <laughs> in the day that we live with all the technology, my television um, will sync to these. And so I can actually listen, um, watch TV, watch television with these on. So mm. I have been in situations before where my kids, they didn't want to watch what I was watching. They wanted to play on the floor. So I went ahead and kicked these on. That has worked. It does work. Um, I use them all the time. All right. Should we move on to the next one? Yeah. What you got? What do you? Well, I I don't really ha- I don't think I have anything to stump you with that you don't carry. I oh. think you carry more than me. Uh-oh. And I, I hope you carry one of these. It's probably not as big. Probably don't have as much. But something I mean, oh money something You're cash because <laughs> you got more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> something I don't go anywhere without when I'm doing my pocket check. I have to make sure that I have it. Another reason that I always wear jeans because I have to have my pockets. I don't like to just leave this setting and laying around. I used to do that a lot when I was younger. And that's my wallet. Um, and this wallet right here, my wife actually got me. And I I don't know if obsessed is a word, but this is the best wallet I've ever had. Really? It's made by Groove Life, which hmm. I think they make like rings and belts and things like that. Uh, it is metal and it kind of slides up and down and conceals all of, I better hold this backwards now that we're on camera. We don't want everybody to see my, my debit card number. Your numbers. But it holds all of your cards, and I think quite a few. I think I've got six or seven cards in there. And that then holds your money rich. clip type on the back <laughs> mm-hmm. where you can put your cash and ID and stuff like that. Why I like this so much is that Dr. Witt, who we talked about in the beginning, I kept saying, man, I used to carry the big, long, tall cowboy, what I call the cowboy wallet, sticks well, up out of your pocket. We used to use checkbooks a lot. Checkbooks. And, There's and, a checkbook wallet right. that size. And yep. I used to carry that all the time. And I'd go into the chiropractor and be like, man, I'm hurting right here. And he'd say, do you sit on a wallet? And I'd pull that thing out and say, I sit on this. And he's like, never sit on that again. Like, get rid of that. It just really messes up your whole spine and your health. Wow. Well, then you end up not carrying your wallet. Putting that thing in your front pocket is so uncomfortable. And so I wanted something sturdy and metal, something that when it gets wet, I can remember getting a, 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 weather, a leather wallet wet. That seems a mouthful. Uh, leather wallet wet. It takes forever to dry out. Sometimes it ruins it, but this metal one right here is tough. It does fit everything I need, and it slides right into my front pocket. So I have it right there. It's Nobody could pickpocket from me right there unless they were to beat me up and take me down, Right. and I don't have to sit on it, but I always know it's on my person. No, that's good. I, I do the same thing. Uh, mine uh, is very similar. However, it's all leather. Um, I was wrong. I think yours is bigger. Yeah, it is, but, <laughs> uh, you know, I have found... I carry this in my front pocket. Yeah. So I definitely recommend moving to that. Yeah. It's been really nice. Yep. Um, but I like the small profile um, wallets as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think I think one that goes without saying that everybody oh, has yes. all the time, the yes. cell phone, the iPhone, whatever you carry. If you don't carry an iPhone, Android, what's wrong with you? It is. I don't know what's wrong with you. iPhone's the way to go, right? Oh, sure. <laughs> Uh, but there are a lot of, I mean, obviously outside of communication from your, your mapping, uh, if you are going out into the wilderness where you may not have service, you can download and still use your GPS on all your maps. So for the outdoorsman, a phone is really useful. What you have to consider is it obviously is only good while it has battery life. So do you need to carry an external battery to charge it back up again? Camping, I, we've talked about that in several episodes um, but definitely consider this your EDC and think about how I can use it outside of just entertainment or communication. Yeah, what apps do you actually have on there that right. can assist you um, from everyday life to emergency situations for sure. Yeah. Um, I carry a cell phone as well. Um, we're actually using that today. So something that I always have on me though, and it doesn't matter what style, what kind, um, when you look up EDC, you're you're gonna see pins, mm-hmm. ink pins, and there's tactical pins, and there's uh, right in the rain pins, and uh, some people carry markers. And at the end of the day, I don't care what what brand, what style. Um, some people say it's gotta be tactical, where you can bust out windows and and use it for self defense. 
I use it to write with. Write with. I mean, what it was made is, for. Yeah. What it was made for. Um, you know, if, if I ever get into a tactical pen, I would go with the ones that have tools in them. Um, I actually saw it was. I think it's called Hyper Tough. Walmart brand. Yeah. Um, they actually had for 10 bucks. I should have got it. It was a Christmas deal. For $10, they had an ink pen, and uh, there was like three sections to it, and you could unscrew the middle of it, and it was a Phillips head, a flat head. And, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And uh, had another end. And, and that would be more up my alley, like tools, uh, more than, than that self-defense or the tactical version of you having a pen that has multifunction than just writing. But right. um, I love having a pen. I use it all the time, all the way from – you can use it from first aid – all the way up to if somebody wants to write you a check, mm-hmm. you're ready to hand them a pen and say, bring it on. Well, I, we literally unloaded our pockets, our person, to, yeah. to be as honest as possible to do this podcast. And I did have a pen on me earlier. It was in my vest, but I turned the heat up and took my vest off. That happens. But, but that's that, to be said, I don't always have my pen, but, that's but a, most of my jackets and vests have a pen in them. And, and that is is what I want you to be thinking about with everyday carry. You know, people think, oh, I'm going to be able to grab a backpack and, and leave the house if I have right. to and have everything I need. But let's say that you set it down. Let's say that someone steals it. Let's say that you forget it. Let's say mm-hmm. that a tornado comes through and blows it away. Whatever crazy scenario is, then you have to start looking at what do I have on me. And then you have to be careful because as you shed layers or you, you go through and someone borrows, that does change what you can carry, what yes. you are carrying. And so there are layers to this everyday carry situation that we're talking about. Absolutely. Now, what do you, I believe there is something that you carry with you that I don't. <laughs> I don't at all. I'm looking at your pile over there, your stack. I know, I'm about mine's, done. I say mine's getting thin. I'm guessing it's this one right here. I and I've it. been called old man for this. Well, you are. So, but I've carried it again for years and years. Um, just something that I put in my pocket every day. It has its own spot back left. And that is a hanky. I carry a hanky. I follow it the same way. It goes in the same pocket all the time. Um, obviously, most obvious use is uh, to blow your nose if you need to blow your nose. Really important this time of year. Uh, there's all kinds of sickness going around, but there are other uses too. One in particular that comes to mind in a survival situation would be it would be an awesome way to filter water. You yep. pour, put, you know, put it over a cup and, and pour water through it. If you needed to get some sand and, and grime out of that now, obviously you'd still need to boil your water with a fire to make sure that all the impurities were out. But if you needed to get the grit and grime out of it, you could use it as a filter. Um, you it's know, fire building is how I would use that. Yeah, It'd you could awesome burn it. It is, it is cotton. It is cotton. That I is add. something that I, I would like to add. There are non-cotton handkerchiefs. I always carry cotton. cotton. And one of the reasons for that is another use there are other things to wipe besides your nose. Yeah. And I have had to leave one of these behind before because it's cotton. I don't feel bad about that. You bury it and it will biodegrade. Now, so that is another use uh, if if you want to show so that or not. Do you know how to make your Only hand- if it's clean, obviously. Well, I, yeah, but you're going to use it however you can use it. I would cut off pieces and use it before I use right, it. But, right. But do you know, Brian, how to uh, make uh, your hanky dance? Uh, blow your nose and let it flap like elephant drunk? No, no. no, you put a little boogie in it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I used to carry that, one. Uh, I did, and I found that I I didn't use it that often. You know, you I know, really honestly, as, as much as I thought I would. Where I use it the most, when I use it the most, is actually at church. So oh, if I ever yeah. am worshiping or get a little emotional and just have a tear or sometimes that'll make your nose run, um, I the most frequently it gets used is is at church. That's that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. yeah, no, that's good. All right, biggest and baddest for last. Or you got anything else over there? No, I mean I, I think on our simple everyday carry. I mean that truly is what we're carrying. Anything um, you don't carry that maybe you used to carry or that you would recommend somebody to consider carrying? You know, honestly, it was that I I honestly used to carry a handkerchief around. Um, something that I. I personally take in and out depending on my situation is um, eye drops. I wear contacts. Yep. And so that's I usually carry one. that in my left pocket by my phone. That's that's that one space that I have left. Mm-hmm. Um, I always try to buy the eye drops that are flat. You can buy the, the, the rounded bottles are awful. You go back to wearing your cargo pants, man. Well, you used to really pack see, those. See, <laughs> it does depend on your clothing. I had the 511 tactical pants and every pocket on them had something in you it. You were ready to go camping, dude. I was ready for whatever. I mean, but that's how it was. Now, I want to add in here before we get to the last item that we carry. You talked about 
is there anything that you maybe use to or would want yeah. to? Um, no matter if you're making a bug out bag, if you're making out a little uh, fanny pack bag that's got items in it or literally your pockets, you still should be thinking about food, fire, shelter, water. How can I obtain those four? And you're not going to be able to fulfill all four easily with an everyday carry on person. It's just really, really tough. But something that I used to carry, I quit doing it because I'm like, you know what? There are other things in life that I should be worrying about. To fulfill the water inside that food, fire, shelter for your everyday carry is I bought heavy-duty aluminum foil. And I took a big strip out. It was probably uh, at least two two by two. Um, sometimes I had to get down to a one by one. I didn't know this about you. Yeah. And I would fold it f- into squares. I'd half it, and I kept halving it. And if you go two, if you half it too much, you're going to get way too fat. But you can half this thing down enough to where you can fit it into about the size of a credit card, and you can put it into a wallet. Um, what you can do is you can turn that into a metal pot slash bowl to boil in. if you really needed to. I used to do that. I say it seems a little extreme. It, for just It is. Yeah, okay. It is. Okay. Um, it, it is. I mean, there are other things you can purchase because this is uh, – we want everybody to listen to that. There are some things you can purchase so you can put in your wallet. Yeah. You know, it looks like a balloon. That's another way that you can go out and use balloons to, you know, fill them up with water if right. you had to. But there are other things you can carry if you want to get into the crazy world of everyday carry. Yeah. Um, but I've stepped out of that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the last one, and I guess probably the most, uh, I, I won't say controversial, but the most responsibility that comes with the last one, um, and that is a firearm. Um, you yes. and I, I mean, we're, we're going to put it out there that we are... We are advocates of concealed carry. Um, we because conceal we're carry. allowed to in the state that we're in. Correct. We can both conceal carry and open carry. And there's a lot that comes with that. And, yeah. and we are going to share what exactly, what, what holsters we use and, and what uh, firearms that we use that are our personal choices for everyday carry um, and, and kind of talk about what's good or what's bad about that. But there is an immense responsibility that comes with that. You should never carry it, um, never carry a gun as part of your everyday carry or really at all just to be cool or just to be doing it. And and you can usually pick those people out because they're the ones telling you. They're the ones telling people or showing, hey, look what I got. Nobody should ever know that you have it. I mean, yeah. we have committed ourselves to being very public and vulnerable with a public podcast and now a YouTube channel. So we feel it is our responsibility to f- be fully transparent and share. But it really should be fully concealed. Nobody should know that you have it. And you should never, ever use it as a threat. You should never, ever use it to scare anybody. It should only ever be taken out the moment that you think you are about to die. Yeah. And that is it. Yeah. And when you pull it out, you better be ready to use it. That's it isn't to show. Correct. It isn't to scare somebody with. It is to use to make sure that you don't die and honestly that somebody else does. Yeah, that's that's what it's there for is to your... Your life is in yeah. harm's way. Like it, It's uh, hard it's, to talk about the possibility of taking somebody else. It is. It's it really is. And about. it's something that you will need to think through. And so if you're carrying any firearm with you, you should be thinking through through that period. And if you if you have any questions about whether you could or don't, because you're, you're honestly in more danger carrying it if you're not ready to go there. Yeah. I mean, you could harm other people that aren't trying to harm you. Mm-hmm. And then now you're just like the person that's trying to harm you. So you have to be very cautious. Um, you know, what I want to say about firearms is you were you were trying to say with everyone, if you're not going to conceal it, then then you shouldn't carry it because you shouldn't just be open carrying. And, and let me bring some clarity to yeah. that. Like, if you are going to have a pistol on your hip, which I is mean, open carry. Legally, where it. we live, you can. You can, yeah. right. But I have seen so many people that are doing that and their back is to everyone. They like, do not they, protect that weapon. If if I wanted to, I could I could take that from them and mm-hmm. use it on them before they could even react because yep. they're both hands holding their cheeseburger. Yep. You know, like I have their backs to me at the restaurant. So you got to think through, and, and you have to be responsible in that carry. I've also seen people that have concealed and carried, and then yet still let their sweatshirts come up and hang out above, so it's still tucked in, and it's like this, dude, what are you yep. doing? Like yep. anyway, it, you know. Before you purchase your firearm, if you haven't already, there are classes to take. Take them. They go through the law in your state. They go through what you can or cannot do, um, even what happens even afterwards, yep. the steps. And so 
that's really important to do. If you're going to carry, you need to get in it and get educated in it. Yeah, for sure. you, you even need to know the words to say in the event that you had to use the firearm that you're carrying uh, to protect yourself and your family. Um, it, it stinks that you, it has to go there. You would think, man, if I'm using it rightfully to protect myself, that should all that that needs to be all that there should be. But sometimes there's more that needs to be done. But let's real quick, enough of the heavy stuff. Let's talk yep. about uh, the fun stuff. What we do carry now. These are both we we stopped, took them off of our person, unloaded them. All the ammunition is actually across the room from us before we started, but we will still practice all safety. Now, Ben. I carry, this is a Springfield Armory XDS 45. Why I really like this is it's still a 45 caliber, which is a large caliber handgun, but it, it is. is a single stack, meaning in the magazine, you're not stacking uh, a ammunition beside ammunition. So it really makes it narrow. It right. is only an inch wide, which makes it super easy to conceal. It's not big and bulky on you. The downside to that is that it does only hold five plus one, meaning there's five rounds in the magazine and one loaded into the chamber. So you only have six shots, but it's a 45 caliber. So if one gets where you need it to be, it's probably going to do what you needed to do to save your life. Yeah, no, I, I do like that. I mean, mine's only a nine millimeter. Um, it is that subcompact, you know, it's the Glock 43. And, you know, I feel very confident um, with this firearm. That would be another thing. No matter if you're shooting a 45 and 9, a 10 millimeter, um, it doesn't matter what it is. If if you cannot pull that thing up and shoot accurately where you want to shoot, then sell it, get a different one. Yeah, Quit, don't, absolutely. Don't take find, it with you. Find one yeah. that you are confident with because if um, you're not, then you'll, you shouldn't have it. Yeah, I, I got a plus one. So I, I in my magazine, um, I had added the uh, where your pinky, mm -hmm. you can see here where, you know, the pinky, I can't even think what that's called right now, but um, yeah, um, it allows the me grip to have extension, yeah. yeah grip extension, yeah. yeah, but it allows me to add um, one more round um, to that magazine in there. So, so I tried a, a plus two magazine with the grip extension in mine, but it makes the handle like longer. It's only my barrel is only three point three inches, and so it makes it longer. Mm -hmm. And anywhere that I carry it, it really sticks out and prints really bad. And again, when I have a firearm, I don't want anyone to know that I have it. Like yep. it, that is the yep. whole point of That's concealed carry point. that right. it is you and you only like mm -hmm. your family shouldn't even know if you have it on you that day. Like it is for you. Put it on in private. Don't take it off when you're in public. Learn to use the bathroom with it on. You, you need to be proficient with not only using it, but wearing it. Yeah. And if you're ever taking it off, you're not just taking it off and setting it down. Correct. It's, it's going right to your safe. It's, it's going, a huge responsibility. It is a huge responsibility. It is. Um, the second piece to that though is the holster. Yeah. Um, what do you what do you carry? So I have it all, and I this is something I've battled for years, and I, I finally I should have listened to you sooner. And honestly, I, I've had some uh, uh, some some uh, law enforcement officer friends that have recommended that I change, and, and I'd kind of in my stubborn way battle them. And, yeah. and now I'm doing what they all said, and I'm so much more comfortable and confident with what I have. Uh, and this is an appendix holster, yep. meaning that you carry it on your front around your appendix. This is actually by N8 Tactical, and I just got this one. Um, they're in a partnership with uh, Crossbreed Holsters, which is an awesome holster company. They're actually local, which is the reason I originally went with them, but they are a very well-known brand, and I have other holsters from them that I like. But I have tried the kidney carry. I have tried the ankle uh, I've tried just the normal outside the waistband, cover it up. The appendix is my absolute favorite. I feel like I am in more control. I'm absolutely faster on the draw. Yeah. I've timed it. And, and again, you need to be practicing that draw, be efficient and proficient with whatever you're using. Um, but I feel like I am in more in control and safer and can you honestly use it better um, yeah. when I have it there on my appendix. And I've just learned and I think maybe you'll share uh, off of this comment something that your state trooper relative shared with you. I've just learned to not be comfortable, but to deal with the uncomfortableness of having this. Yeah. I, really when, when I'm sitting down. Right. When I first got my subcompact, it was what I was going to use to conceal and carry with. Yeah. And I had had what you're calling that kidney or that your on your backside, you know, in the waistband, um, the IWB, whatever you want to call them, in that waistband, um, I used to carry it like that. And the reason I did that is because it was more comfortable 
when you're walking around setting down just everyday carry, right? right? But there is a delay in trying to get a hold of that. To draw that, yeah. Versus in the front on your appendix, you know, in the waistband. Mm-hmm. And when you go in the, the appendix waistband area there, it is very uncomfortable when you sit down. It's very uncomfortable to bend over to pick things up. And that was something that, yeah, my, my uncle was sharing with me. He was like, it shouldn't be comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm you, like, you need well, to remember that it's yes. there. And, yeah. I, and I think there's a lot of reasons for that. But as one point is, it's it's a responsibility. It shouldn't be comfortable. It reminds you that it's there and that you yep. need to be remembering that every second. Mm-hmm. And and that is the number one reason. The number two reason for me carrying it there is now I can draw in line where I'm going to shoot. So, right. you know, if you're if you're going to be drawing from the side or the behind, you've got to come yeah. all the way around to the center of your body, whereas when you're in the front, you're, you're bringing it up mm-hmm. and you're there. And so that's what works for me. However, there may be a man on earth that could draw faster from their back. I don't know. The and, point is... And people come in all different shapes and sizes right. too. And so if you are carrying that, you, you really need to find where you, where you are most comfortable and confident. I think confident... And I guess the word competent could be thrown in there too. Yeah, it like, is, for sure. Y- you know you can handle what you have and, and, and you're good with it. And then you are fully protected and getting the most out of what you're carrying. Now that really, I think, probably covers most everything. Do you have anything else over there in your stack? No, you're... I don't. Uh, back in the day, I may have carried a lighter instead of a ferro rod. Yeah. Um, sometimes I don't even carry a lighter or a ferro rod, right. you know. But those would be things to add in. Um, you know, they make belts now. Uh, that you can not only have pockets in them, but you can use for <laughs> rappelling. Yeah. So if, you know, they have like D-loops on them and, and when you would yeah. need that, I don't know, because it's, it's painful, guys. Yeah. I actually bought one, the 511 tactical belt, has a D-loop on it. And I thought, let me just see what this would feel like if I had to use it to rappel. So I've got a winch in my garage and I hooked in and I started winching myself up. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why my back. That's maybe when I, I, wish I first hurt my back. That. I wish you were recorded no it. We could no have put way. that up on Instagram but or it something. Is, it is so painful. Um, so anyway, know how to use your equipment, no matter what it is you're taking. Know how to use this stuff. Make sure that it was going to work for you. Yeah, you know, now that we've shown everything that 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 we carry, and there are other things, and, and we would love to hear if you want to comment on the video or find our Facebook page or Instagram and comment, hey, you guys ever think about this or why in the world are you carrying that? This is a better option. We would love to hear that stuff. I thought of two. Uh-oh. Real quick, multi-tool. So multi-tool yeah. is we used to carry that when we did a lot of the outdoor stuff. And I, I think, you know, as you kind of get into uh, really the, the the pros and cons, and one of the things that comes with EDC is that moment of when you are leaving the house, what am I doing today? Do I need to add to my EDC or maybe it isn't appropriate to take some a normal some of my yeah. some of my EDC, yeah. but that multi tool. If I'm going to be out, if I'm going to be out hiking, or if I'm, you know, farming, I used to fa- I, mean, I used yeah. to farm every day, and I didn't I didn't think about it. It was always on my belt. I took a full size multi tool with me every single day, everywhere, and used it every single day, mm-hmm. from the screwdriver to the saw. So that was something that I needed then. But it isn't something that I need every day now. Uh, then I once I stopped doing that, I was so used to having one. I bought a little Gerber dime, which is only like two and a half, three inches. And I used to carry that in my coin pocket in my jeans. I broke it and I never bought another one. So I don't carry a multi-tool with me on person every day. Right, right. But that is a good point of what am I doing today? Do I need to add to this? Or right. maybe, maybe you're going somewhere... Uh, into a government building and it isn't appropriate to carry a knife in. That's you need true. to think through those things. You, you need to know the laws, yeah. right? Yeah. I also see a lot of, I'm going to call them farmers. I don't know if they're cattlemen. I don't know, but they carry just a normal pair of pliers, pair of pliers. and a leather holster. Yeah. Kind of like, it looks like a pistol in a way. And again, you, you will use it more than you thought so you would. You know who you are. You know what you need. Be thinking through, am I carrying everything I need? And then the things that you do want with you that aren't as urgent, that you may need keep those in your purse in your purse and your fanny pack in your whatever kind of little pack you want to carry yeah. have that you know that's all the extra things like my contact lenses some things that are extra they're in a backpack and hopefully i can always grab that and go but if not then i've got my basics on me now there is a burden we've just put on ourselves yes people that know us uh closely 
they they already look to us for things sometimes, and we know them, and we look for to them for things that we don't have. But since we've now publicly put our EDC out there, there is a burden that you put on yourself by adding to your EDC, and that is being known for it, being known for being prepared. Can you shed some light onto that and and why that why I would use the word burden for that? Well, it's a burden for me because people are going to then place their reliance on you instead of them making their own or carrying their own stuff. Right. And that's yeah. a burden because I'm carrying it to either for me or my family. Yeah. However, I'm going to serve other people with it when I when I can. Yeah. But I guess it's only a burden if you care. Well, because there's a responsibility with anything that you have. Even owning a pocket knife, there's a responsibility to it. Yeah, How to use it. Yeah. I mean, the other day opening that's, it that's up. That's why I don't let kids carry them in school. Correct. Right. I mean, there's a responsibility for any of these things that we're talking about. And there is a weight with the responsibility. And then you have this also, what if, what if somebody was relying on you, Brian, to carry any one of those items, knowing that you say you do and that you're going to, and then they show up and you don't have right. it, them relying on yeah. you for it, even though it's not your responsibility to be responsible for them. Yep. That's what's tricky too. You know, I've shown up, let's just say camping. I've been out camping. They're like, oh, Ben would have an extra whatever and, and you i didn't. always and you always <laughs> and i didn't <laughs> and then it's like oh man ben always car-. you know it's this it's this burden and responsibility yeah. that sometimes you can carry when you're the guy that understands it's important to have it all yeah. to bring it all Some, something i don't want to leave off on this whole edc conver- conversation is n- making sure you are aware of your skills and your knowledge and and not putting anything into your pocket or onto your person that you aren't capable of using or that you aren't confident with, you are better to, to not have it than to pull it out and be like, uh, what do I do with this? I'm going to try to use, even if it was a multi-tool. If you don't know what, what the things yeah, on a multi-tool if, are, well, then don't care. If it's the first time that you're carrying mace and the first time you're using it is Good when example, you need it, yeah. that, that doesn't make sense. Use, buy two, you learn how to use the first one, and then carry the second one. Yeah. But there are so many things that you can carry on you nowadays. Um, I guess that would be know your limitations. We all have exactly. limitations. We have limitations, know what they are. Yeah. But uh, that leads into when you identify your limitations, then you need to begin to train and practice. Um, as you're packing your bag, think through food, fire, shelter, water, think through protection, and think through tools. What tools might you need every single day? Um, and then as you find what your limitations are to using those tools or knowing why you would need to have them, um, start your research, start your study, yeah. reach out to us. I'd love to help. If you, if you have any questions, we, we'd love to answer them. Or if you have any recommendations for us, we would love to hear those as well. Do you have anything you want to add about things to carry or not to carry but before we wrap up? Just don't let it be a burden. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, think about the things that you use daily or the things that you ask other people for. If you throughout the day be like, hey, do you have any gum? Yeah. Hey, do you have a pen? Hey, do you have a knife? Maybe that's something you. Maybe that's carry, something yeah. that you should start carrying for yourself and your family. And don't take this episode at all as Ben and Brian saying, "Okay, they want us to carry everything they carry." No, it, it is person specific. Mm-hmm. I use everything that I carry, I and too. and when I stop using it, like a multi tool, then I stop carrying it. There's no there's no point in having those things if you aren't using it. It isn't uh, it isn't a fashion statement. It isn't to be cool. It is everyday carry for use. Uh, That is how I view it. So make sure that you are tailoring that to yourself and really stop and consider everyone has EDC. What is yours? Make a short little list. What is my everyday carry? Is there something that you would like to add to that? Is there maybe something that I'm still taking that I don't use that you can take away from that? Then answer the question, do I have the skills to use all this? Do I have skills to add to this and really tailor it and make it for you and your family too? Think about those that are with you, whether you have young kids or maybe you're caring for elderly people. Uh, Maybe it's just you and your spouse. You can consider other people in your everyday carry as well. If you are the person that has a wallet but can never find it, carries a phone (laughs) but can never find it, then... Start buying clothing with pockets or get you a fanny pack, get you something where you can always put it. And I feel like this is personal. This is like No, yours. no, it's not personal. It's just a reminder to <laughs> anyone listening. To I'm not everybody. Okay. I'm talking to everybody that listens to this. 
you know, but I think one of the most important things, though, is to get in the habit of putting it in the same place every time. And you brought this up a little while ago, and that's what I want to finish with in this topic, is if you're going to put your firearm on you, put it in the same place and practice with it in that place. Yeah. Your phone, wherever your pocket, your your wallet, because you can quickly tap, you can feel, and you know, yep, one, two, three, got mine, I'm ready to go. That's going to assist that you're not leaving things behind or forgetting things. So, you know, my pocket knife is always in my right pocket. Yeah. Um, that's where it's always going to go. So get in the habit of those things and put your stuff back where it goes. All right. What do you think? What do you think of doing the first video podcast? You know, I actually forgot at times that we were doing yeah. the video. So, so hopefully you looked up great. there at the camera. Really I may so have. If not, yeah. hey. <laughs> well, that is going to be it for this episode of the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast. Please, whatever platform that you're listening on, uh, hit the automatic download button, follow, share with your friends. Please leave us a review. That is so helpful to us when we get reviews, not only to let us know what we're doing good and what we're doing bad, but it helps us rank up the charts so other people can find the podcast as well. If you are watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button so you get each new episode. And thank you for watching our very first video episode of the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast. We will be back next week with a brand new episode. We hope that between now and that time, you remember you are meant to be outdoors. Thank you for listening to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, hosted by Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. Please help us by subscribing. Also, follow along on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook.